So here's the question. How do active people in the Atlanta area stay pain-free and live the active, fulfilled life that they deserve at any age? This is the question, and this podcast is the answer. I'm Danny Matei, and welcome to the Active Atlanta Podcast. The Active Atlanta Podcast is sponsored by Athletes Potential. At Athletes Potential, we help active adults stay that way, pain-free and active doing the sports and activities that they love for life. We do this by working on four different areas. That's movement, nutrition, stress management, and sleep. When we optimize these four areas, you feel better, you move better, and you live better for life. Head to athletespotential.com to learn how we can help you stay active for life today. What is up, Atlanta, and welcome back to the Active Atlanta Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jake Swart, and today, y'all, uh, we have a super um, experienced, highly credentialed, amazing resource for um, any of our um, moms out there who are actively pregnant or postpartum or thinking about becoming pregnant and just want to know what type of resources are out there. This is going to be a really informative podcast for you. So uh, we have uh, Brittany Edwards. She is a certified nurse practitioner um, she's the owner and founder of the Mama Coach. Guys, she has so many other uh, degrees and credentials, uh, and she's been doing this for a long time. So, uh, without further ado, Brittany, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to talk with you. So, um, you know, we were talking a little bit about this uh, before we started recording here, and I was blown away by all the the uh, the wealth of experience that uh, knowledge that you can experience and knowledge that you can bring to the people that you work with. So uh, you're you know you started off as a pediatric nurse all the way back in 2007. You're you've since been a nurse certified board, uh, board certified nurse practitioner since 2017. You're a certified breast uh, a breastfeeding specialist. You have a prior degree in health promotion and behavior, and we're going to talk about all of that. But like. Give us a little bit of like your background, like what fuels your fire to be like this um, just wealth of knowledge and a, such a strong resource and a warrior for uh, women who are pregnant and postpartum. Yeah, so I kind of always knew I wanted to be a nurse going all the way back to really high school. I'll tell a little funny story that comes full circle. <laughs> um, I was in ninth grade, you know, they sit you down with your counselor and usually one of your parents or caregivers and says, you want to go vocational? Do you want to go tech route? You know, what are you Mm -hmm. thinking? Any ideas of what you want to be when you grow up? And then, you know, me being naive me, I said, well, I want to be an infantry nurse. My dad about fell off the chair and the counselor (laughs) was like, oh, well, that's really specific and interesting. Do you have military in your family? And I was like, well, not really. Um, But I really love babies. And kind of, you know, went into a few more things. And finally, the counselor says, okay, so you want to be a neonatal nurse, not an infantry nurse. And my dad finally, like, caught his breath. And I was laughing. And, of course, it's the story we still tell now. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, (laughs) with that being said, I was in ninth grade. And I already kind of had that just personality that I like to give back and communicate Mm. with patients and families. And babies were just a soft spot at that point in time. If anybody remembers, I don't know how old you are, but... And Gettys, the little babies that they dress up in like flowers. Mm. Anybody that's in the mid 30s to early 40s is going to know what I'm talking about. Okay. Uh, okay. So, with that being okay. said, I don't think I, know I used to decorate about. my room in middle school with those. So, nice. anyways, yeah. <laughs> it's been now in people are going on Google looking up Ann Gettys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but with that being said, I graduated high school. I went to UGA and I got a degree in public health, health promotion and behavior. 
But immediately about halfway through that, I decided I definitely still wanted to go to nursing school, but I finished my degree there. But then immediately afterwards went to Kennesaw State University for my nursing degree. Mm-hmm. While there, um, I still thought, okay, I'm going to come out. I'm going to work in the NICU. I ended up doing some hours uh, in pediatrics and really fell in love with it. So when I graduated, I became a pediatric nurse. I was a pediatric nurse for, uh, oh gosh, four or five years. Uh the funny part of the circle that comes full is I joined the Air Force Reserves as a flight nurse. Oh, nice. <laughs> I have had combat deployments under my belt like in 2012 and 2014. So I actually did become, quote unquote, an wow. infantry nurse. That's awesome. Well, thank you for your service. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I have since gone inactive ready reserve and I'm out now that I have okay. my own job. I'll go into. Nice. Um, so I did that and I loved it. I absolutely mm-hmm. did. But I still continue to work in pediatrics. And in 2017, I went back and got my pediatric nurse practitioner degree um, from UAB, and I'm dual certified in acute and primary care. Nice. So I really loved doing that, but I still loved the babies. Mm-hmm. Full circle, I got pregnant in 2019 with my daughter, who is now three years old. All right. Um, yes. Um, she has brought so much joy to our life, but boy, she has taught me so many things. As we go into my credentials, you know, a lot of my knowledge and things that I share now and, you know, me being what I like to say is down to earth and just real and raw. And like mm-hmm. anybody in my, I visit anybody I talk to, like, I don't need you to tell me you're doing okay. And I don't need you to look perfect when I come in your home. I need you to be real. I need you to be able to be comfortable with me. And she has even more taught me that as a mom mm-hmm. and going oh, through those Um, But when I got pregnant with her, I really just saw how poor the support and education was between caregivers or excuse me, healthcare providers and the parents. So Mm -hmm. I speak to moms, but I also really want to just say parents. So whether that be mom, dad, dad's moms, whatever it may be. Yeah. You know, it's just lacking. Now you fast forward and you have the baby. Now the, the care is even more dismal um this is not a podcast or a uh, dig on our entire healthcare system but i'm happy to say that i have been frustrated with it for a number of years Mm -hmm. um and i really really like getting to know my patients and connecting with them and when i was pregnant with riley and after i had her it just fueled that and said i gotta switch gears i need to figure out what my passion is and i really really want to find a way to provide help education and support to new families. And so here we are. Yeah. That's where it all started from. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and like, I totally agree with you too. Like, um, uh, you know, to quote you from before we started podcasting, like, uh, you know, COVID didn't break the healthcare system. Healthcare system has been broken for a long time and it just kind of exposed some of that. Right. And kind of accelerated some of the problems that um, the healthcare system already had. And you're so right. I think that, uh, you know, that's why at Athletes Potential, we, um, all of it, we're out of network, like we just because we can't deliver the kind of care that we want to um, while accepting insurance, unfortunately. So um, like that one on one care, we're like we're being able to be we're able to be preventative, right? Like, yes. um, like a story that like just haunts my dreams is when uh, one of our, 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 our director of PT services here in Decatur, he came from an network clinic where he was the director there. And um, he was talking about how he was working with this ACL patient. Um you know, he needed to, they only gave him like, like 10 visits or something like that, yeah, uh, sent out a form to get more. Um, they said, we'll give you three, 
So he's like, that's like a week, you know? So then he sent him another form to get more. And they said, not enough progress has been demonstrated and no more insurance or no more visits from us, right? Like, it's mm-hmm. just a game. Uh, and it's a game that insurance is always going to win. You're playing, you're, you know, you're trying to play poker against the house and it's just not going to happen, right? So yeah. um, I get it, man. And then it, so it becomes ahead. reactive healthcare instead of proactive. Oh, so and frustrating. Why? Right, right. So then in your, in your experience, like... um. What are, what, what are some of the frustrations that you've noticed with, uh, or that you notice that are like, you know what, there has to be a change and I'm going to do it with, uh, and start my own uh, business called the mom coach uh, or the mama coach. So um, what were some of those like key frustrations that you're noticing that like the current healthcare system just doesn't provide for pregnant or postpartum women? You know, a lot of it, and this is not necessarily a dig on the providers, whether they be hospitalists, right. be pediatricians, they want to be good at what they do too. They got into it to help people, but their hands are tied as well. They are forced to see more patients. They need to chart and they need to chart where they don't feel like they're going to get sued. Yep. They don't have the time to what I like to call anticipatory guidance. So it's great that I can come in and be like, well, that's great. Your two week old looks precious. You're doing a great job. Keep up the good work. Why don't we have enough of even 10 minutes to say, this is what to expect over the next month. This is what's coming up next. Like this is what to be looking out for. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my main frustration is that providers and nurses alike and everyone else in between physical therapists, mm-hmm. all of us, if we do it the way the system is set up, all you are is a number yep. and my patients aren't a number to me. Yep. So, And I, that's on both ends, right? Like all, all you are to insurance is a license that can bill, right? Um, and all, and you're just a number as a patient as well, right? Like, um, mm-hmm. you're just, you're just a, you're just a number on their PNL sheet at that point. Right. And, um, that's a really harsh reality of the healthcare system. And you're right. I do think that it goes that we should like highlight that a little bit more where, um, uh, this is not a dig on the providers that do accept insurance or that are that, uh, yeah. cause like, like you said, a lot of, like, you've been wanting to be a nurse since you were in ninth grade, <laughs> you know, and I'm sure that's not unique like the nurse, the healthcare field typically has people that wanted to be in the healthcare field from the, from the time they started thinking about what they wanted to be. Right. Like, it's almost like the healthcare field shows them almost. Right. Um, so it's really frustrating when you see providers getting burnt out and, and leaving the profession when they were super skilled providers and could help a ton of people, the system just didn't allow for them to do so. Um, and I love how, uh, and, and it takes a lot of providers like yourself who are um, willing to fight that fight, right? So instead of leaving, instead of leaving the field and this and this passion that you've had since you're in ninth grade, uh, you you were like you took you took the time to be like, okay, well, how can I help the help these patients the way I want to help them? And thus, the Mama Coach was born, right? Yeah, yeah, awesome. So, what is the Mama Coach then? Yeah, so I am really centered around some prenatal care, but I really focus on that immediate postpartum period. Mm-hmm. Um, I that's a, that's a nebulous period, by the way, you know, I've, I've is, got a six month old at home and like those first couple months, you're like, what is going on? <laughs> right. And everything that you think in this moment, that is your entire world. And you're like, I'm never going to forget this, or is this ever going to end? Mm-hmm. And then you fast forward and you think about at six months right now, you're looking back to that first month. You're like, wait, what happened? And how did we get through that? Totally. And yeah. then you know, fast forward another year and six months, I'll talk to you and you'd be like, Oh, 
I thought starting solids was like the entire world. And now I'm like, wait, what do we do? You know, it's, yep. it, it's, it's the good part, but um, yeah, yeah, it is tough to like be present in that moment. Right. Like, even if it is like tough, like we do try to like really be present. The fact that like, cause you know, we put out, we pulled out a like newborn diaper the other day. Like, Oh my God, you fit in this <laughs> thing. Like that's tough to, that's, it's really tough when like, you're just trying to get through that phase to also be present and enjoy that phase too. Cause it's so fleeting. All the cliche stuff that everyone says, I still roll my eyes at, but I'm yeah. like, Man, it's all so true. <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty cliche. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, it But is. it is true. Yeah, it is true. But anyway, I'm sorry. I interrupted you. So the, that, no, first, you're fine. that first phase, that zero to three months, um, mm -hmm. what do you got? So I chose to breastfeed. Mm -hmm. um, I think I successfully breastfed in the end um, because I'm stubborn. Yep. And I'm a little bit determined to a fault. <laughs> Um, my husband, if he was here, he'd be laughing. But um, yeah. <laughs> with that being said, I thought I had prepared myself. You know, I had taken a breastfeeding class. I'm, you know, although I am not an OB or uh, a NICU nurse or anything like that, I was like, well, I, I kind of know what I'm doing. I know like the little tips and tricks. And it was hard. Yeah. Um. So that really fueled me to go back and start my courses. And I became a certified breastfeeding specialist. Um, mm -hmm. There's lots of different names depending on which ones you take. And I'm currently working on getting my hours together to become an internationally board certified lactation education. So that obviously goes into that zero to three months. I always like to talk about um, basically teaching CPR, choking prevention, and then feeding. So feeding anywhere from breastfeeding to bottle feeding to formula feeding to starting solids. That's kind of like my bread and butter. That's where I kind of just like nice. have nestled into. And I really like that part. Um, nope. I, of course, doing that education, really love to help breastfeeding moms. But that's not the only way to feed your baby. And so I also want to support anybody through that. Or it's not black and white. It's not either I only take formula or I only take breastfeed, direct breastfeed, or then I pump, there's a lot of gray in between area in between. And I like to help with all of it, you know, let's yeah. focus on your goal. And that's really what I want to say is that a mama coach, me being me, protocols and you know education and online it's great because there's so much at our fingertips these days but it's mm -hmm. overwhelming and you can quickly go down a rabbit hole yep i want to come in and i want to say okay let's focus on your baby you your family's goals your family's schedule your what works for you what's not going to work for you because i can't fit a square peg into a round hole mm-hmm so let me get to know you. Let me meet you. Let me assess your child, you know, whether that's an oral assessment, all the things in between, watch you do a feed, whatever it is, and then tailor it for a plan. Yeah. So that's where the mama coach is a little bit different is that I really focus on, you know, customized individualized care mm -hmm. and working out what works for your family and what your goals are. It's not for me to tell you what you have to do it this way. You have to do it that way. Okay. Let me, I want to hear from you first. And then I come in with my education and oh, kind of awesome. direct you. And if it's not me, that's the person that needs to help you. That's the beauty of this is I'm getting to know so many people in the Atlanta area where I can be like, oh, you need to go see this person or you need to refer to this person. So yep. Yep. a mama coach, I am independently owned. I'm my own LLC. Um, I'm a owner and employee of one. Yeah. But I am part of a group that actually there was a nurse in Canada who started the mama coach um, a number of years ago. And there are approximately 80 to 85 of us now in Canada, North America, and Australia who are all registered nurses or nurse practitioners. 
So the great thing about it is we collaborate together. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when new guidelines come out or questions come up or our continuing education, it's almost like we're just this tight knit group of people that rely on each other. So I chose to do it that way because I think knowledge is power. Mm -hmm. And why would I reinvent the wheel when somebody who's been doing it and, and has that valuable wealth of information and experience I can fall back on and they can do the same thing to me. So it's like a hive mind mentality, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Everyone like all ships rise with the tide, right? Like, um, there's going to be levels of expertise that these 85, um, members of this group have that you don't have and then vice versa, like that you're going to have, and they're not going to have, right? Like, Mm -hmm. um, especially I'm assuming with that, because there's so many questions, I'm sure like, um, with that whole like feeding process, right? Like, I mean, we're going through it. I'm like, man, do I do baby led weaning or do I get the freedom mm-hmm. baby food? Right. Probably maybe both. I don't know. Right. Like, um, mm-hmm. and to be able to have that expert. And I think you're so right. The internet, um, is great because it allows you to like quickly get access to information and they don't even bring up, like, have you heard of chat GPT before? I have just started hearing about it in the last couple of weeks, probably like yeah. with everyone yeah. else, but yeah. yeah. So like AI is going to like, you know, it's a, that, I, you know, me personally feel like that's going to be like our generation's like internet boom, right? Like, uh, yeah. uh, we're like the next big, like, what is this internet.com thing? Right. Like, um, <laughs> or .com thing. Um, but, uh, information is readily available at our fingertips. Right. But there is such a difference between having of knowledge and experience, right? <laughs> like yep. just because you listen to a Joe Rogan podcast on, on nutrition, <laughs> right. Or a Huberman lab podcast on, uh, fertility, that does not make you the expert in that field. And there's such a vast, and that's one opinion that you've listened to at that point versus mm-hmm. having uh, somebody like you in their corner who's had uh, experience since 2007. What is that? That's almost like what? Uh, <laughs> 20 years almost, right? At this point, like, um, <clears throat> right? Yeah, almost. Yeah, going on 16 years. Yeah. Crazy. Um, yeah. That's, a, that's a different experience that you're going to be because there's so much information out there and- <clears throat> People, uh, it's really interesting. Like there's a lot of fear mongering out there too, because, um, and like there, the, the internet is a space where like, um, like, uh, during like talk about different booms now, like during the oil boom, right? Like oil was the best currency you could possibly have. Now our human attention is the best currency out there. Right. So how do you get, uh, how do you get more attention? You say like things that are crazy, right? You say, like you make very bold claims or you make these statements that are very like unique or different and, well, that's great. Like, and we're always getting more information and new information. The vast majority of it has stayed the same, right? Like, uh, or like, yeah. is, isn't it going to be super, it's kind of boring, right? Like, you're like, oh no, no, well, hold on. Like, there's no like super, there's no like, uh, like cheat code I could give you, right? Like it depends on your situation. Like there's things that we can do based on your situation. It's just like me in the, in the, um, and like the sport rehab facility space, right? Like, and we're like, well, how do I get my knee to stop hurting? I was like, well, well, Depends, right? Like what, what's your goal? Yeah. Like, what do you want to do? How do you use your knee? Right? Like, um, cause that's going to, that's going to got you in here in the first place. <laughs> exactly. Right. And like, and why does that matter? Right? Like, why does, why does running every single day? Like we were just, I just got off this, um, meeting today where we're talking about this patient who, um, <clears throat> he wants to, he run, he's run every single day for the past eight years and he wants to be able to keep doing so. Like, and regardless, and if I think that's like, that's a good goal or not, right. Right. Like, that is that person's goal. That's put as part of their identity that's surrounded around that. And that's a completely different topic uh, or a completely different level of identity than your own child. Right. 
So don't let the internet fear monger you into like what you have to and can't do. We've been having babies for a long time, right? Yeah. And uh, the, but it does take a, it is uh, and ever so more important in today's uh, internet age and information age to have somebody that can clarify that information and make it pertinent to your situation as well. Yeah, you talked about baby led weaning and puree and all that. So that's a perfect example. Yep. So you may get on. Like, I'm just going to use Instagram. Sure. And you follow a site that's all baby led weaning. Well, if that's all you look at, then you're like, I have to do it this way. And I can only do it this way. Yeah. If you get on a site that talks about how bad baby led weaning is, and I have to use purees. Okay. Not only do I have to know all the different information. If you looked at my shelf behind me, I have like all the different books on sleep too. Cause that's a very mm -hmm. hot topic and a very controversial as with everything's controversial right now. Mm -hmm. But I try to know a little bit about all of it. Because I want to come in with an empathetic, non-judgmental view, mm -hmm. and I want to hear where you are. And then I might say, okay, well, why don't we do a little bit of both? Yeah. You can do a little bit of purees. Well, and I can do both. Know, yeah. But that's the thing, right? Because yeah. usually, because that's what's going to grab attention, is that somebody is going to create something and whatever they believe, even if it is correct or incorrect for that matter, they're going to put all of their energy into that particular route. Mm -hmm. and, you know. and then like and then uh polarizing the other side of it right exactly. yeah, yeah for sure i'm not here to polarize i'm just here to like keep you healthy mama daddy sane and baby thriving right yep. so there's the between, like, a million ways to do it right there's a few ways to do it wrong yeah yeah <laughs> there are a million ways to do it right <laughs> yeah there's yeah there's definitely a few ways to do it wrong for sure um but I think that's that's the importance. That's the difference between like working with uh, like an expert uh, versus somebody with a little bit of experience, right? Because um, I do think you got to be careful with that. It's the same thing that I see in my industry where um, somebody's knee got. I'll just stick on the knee thing. Somebody's knee got better with one technique that they used, right? And like all of yeah. a sudden, like that's the technique to use to get your knee better, right? Um, maybe, right? Uh, and then the same thing. I, and I think it's like especially um, it can be especially um, pertinent in the postpartum and the pregnancy world, because that's such a personal thing to you, right? Like that's such a personal experience that you go through and like, um, and it becomes your, it can become your world and it does become your world, right? Like how do yeah. I keep this baby alive? Like, what do I, here's what, okay, this worked out really well for me. I want to share that experience. And all of a sudden, like, that's the one experience that you have that you're now trying to say is the experience to have. Right. Um, so that's awesome. I love that you are able to bring that non-biased and collective approach and co uh to a situation because you're right like i i would, I would venture to bet that the that the evidence is not conclusive on if there's a on which route is better versus like baby led weaning versus like uh puree food right and i i know that's i don't want to perseverate on that that's just what we're going through right now um yeah so well like, yeah um, and it's a very hot i mean it's pertinent <laughs> totally yeah it's a hot topic you know like just, will they choke like i'm gonna probably i don't know probably not like maybe we'll just watch them you know um are they getting all the nutrients that they need to get right like um are they should we do like uh what about the arsenic that's absorbed in rice right like all these things that are like are very pertinent questions that run through people's minds like oh my god this sounds super scary i don't want my baby to have cancer you know and like at the what? end of the day like it takes like uh it could take an expert to be like oh hold on like Yes, the, there is more absorption, but here's why this is like, we still use it or blah, 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 right? Here's why it might be pertinent. Like your baby's low on iron. You need iron, right? Like, um, and here's yeah. the other resources if rice isn't the right one for you. So um, yeah. anyway, uh, so then, okay, do you only focus on feeding or uh, you, I know you said it's kind of your bread and butter. So that's awesome. 
Um, yeah. What else do you kind of work on? Um, so I have really, I'm a CPR instructor, um, mm -hmm. both at the like hospital level, but then also out in the community, I started picking oh, that nice. up with, and so I'm having some of my background and seeing kids that come in for various things. That's kind of something that's also a passion of mine is teaching 80% of all cardiac arrests and are actually outside the hospital and usually in the home. Um, that's scary stuff. So it's great if all the healthcare providers and EMS are trained appropriately, which is obviously very important, but what about the people who are the ones coming up on it? And I'm a big proponent on quality of life and not just survival. And so mm. having somebody who's taught how to intervene and do high quality CPR is one of the biggest indicators of quality of life, not just mm. survival. Mm. Um, this is an ethics discussion right now, but you know, I personally don't want to just survive something like that. I want to come out with brain function intact <laughs> if that were to happen. Yeah. So Good point. I am doing some CPR courses out in the community. I've partnered with some people throughout Atlanta. Um, and so I'm offering those classes. Uh, and then I also do, I actually just did one at a uh, pelvic health studio indicator oh, today nice. um, for all their physical therapists. I got them BLS certified. Um, so that was really cool. Five women gathering around today, like getting them certified and having them feel like empowered. And I, I love that feeling. So I really like to do the choking and CPR courses. Mm -hmm. I also do touch on some sleep and potty training. Um, mm -hmm. Those are things that I enjoy doing, but I will say that feeding is kind of like my, my love right now. Yeah. Um, Why do you love like, it so much? I don't really know. I think part of it is because, you know, it is something that we stress about, mm -hmm. right? You yourself said totally. it, you know, I said That's it, whether it's breastfeeding formula, that first year of that baby's life, everything is kind of centered around food. 100%. Um, I love to say more prepared equals less worry. Mm -hmm. So yeah. if you feel prepared and good about how you're feeding or it's going well, baby's gaining weight, you feel prepared to intervene with choking and doing CPR, should that God forbid ever happen, mm -hmm. then I feel like the anxiety level goes down um, yeah. for most parents. And so... And I have sure. a really hard time breastfeeding um, and a lot of struggles in it. And so I think a lot of it comes from that. You know, my daughter just turned three and um, I, I think it's still fresh with me yep. and I just love it. And I really have now had a number of clients that I've really been able to help mm -hmm. and like just seeing, I mean, in tears, like, yeah. oh my gosh, I'm so glad that I got help. Yeah. Um, so how... Of course, that's what I want to keep doing. I love that, yeah. right? Heck yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so true too. Like, um, you know, it's funny. We uh so um we have like a like a part-time babysitter that was over here. She's she's working with Julian. She's like, so what was the like the hard what's been like the hardest part so far? And without like a like a millisecond of hesitation, my wife was like, Oh, breastfeeding at first, for sure. Like uh it's interesting. Like you think like, oh, we know how like just put the baby on your boob and it should work, mm -hmm. right? Like, and it's uh, oh man just doesn't sometimes it can i guess right but like it just doesn't like uh for most people so like having what's some of the biggest uh i guess i don't i almost want to say like biggest wins or what's what's some of the, like the most common issues you see with breastfeeding so milk supply coming in mm -hmm. i mean to be honest with you our healthcare system yeah you have in the hospital you're there for two days there's not enough lactation consults that happen and then also really 
when you need somebody, you need it right when you get home in that first week or two while you're establishing breastfeeding. And that wow. just doesn't happen. Yeah. You know, a lactation come um person coming in the hospital on the first day or two is fabulous. But mm-hmm. really, it's day three, four, five is the milk coming in and we're really kind of getting established. You're at home, you're in your environment. That's really when you need somebody. That baby's going through that um, first, like cluster feeding, like for sure. Right. Like, and mm-hmm. so latching, positioning, what to expect, what could be an issue. Um, I, I really think those are the biggest things. And mm-hmm. then, um, you know, knowing when there might be a problem. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's good. That's that's really important to know. Like, uh. I know as, as a new parent, like that's one of the things that I'm like, like Jules had uh, like his first like ear infection, or I guess it wasn't an ear infection. We thought for sure it was, he had all the signs of it. Right. And, uh, um, called the doc and like, man, he should be okay. I don't know if you should bring him in. I'm like, I don't know. I feel like he's, and so we did. And he was totally fine. So, you know? So like, no, like, but now we know some of the signs that are like, oh, this is just normal, like viral stuff. Right. Like, um, this is when we need to go seek help. Like, that's super important information, especially for new parents. But that's what I love. When I come in for a lactation um, visit, I do newborn classes as well, both pre prenatally and then afterwards. So kind nice. of in that postpartum, I won't call myself a postpartum doula. I am not certified as one, but, um, you know, coming in and doing newborn care and really having the, you know, the first bath, right? It seems yeah. so simple. Your baby a bath. Yeah. It's so nerve wracking. I will tell you <laughs> that I was a pediatric nurse for how many years before I had Riley is my daughter's name. I don't know if I said that yeah. before I had Riley. And I was so nervous giving her her first bath. My <laughs> husband was like, why are you so nervous? You do this. And I'm like, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Because you know, all this that can't go wrong. Right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So right. Being prepared. Yeah. Let me tell you what to expect. And then also like where to go from here, because then you're two steps ahead of the game. And you and your wife can just go, okay, we already know what to expect. And so maybe, just maybe, you can actually, like you said, be present in that moment, at least a little bit more than what you would have been otherwise. <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, man, that's a super good point too. Like get, like helping like get that information, get that knowledge, get the, um, be prepared for that moment so that you can be present in it. Like that's, um, mm-hmm. that in and of itself is super powerful, right? Like um because it is like i know it's super cheesy but like man these past six months i just think about it like how just like it's been six months already that's crazy to me you know just like moments go by so fast um so um well that's awesome so okay you've got the uh so you help out with uh so your bread and butters in like helping with like feeding um you do a, a number of different things um what would be some cool resources like if somebody was like oh man my baby eats like shit right now. <laughs> Maybe I need some help, like, or I have no idea what to do. Uh, what's what's some cool resources for you or for our audience to like uh, to be able to check you out or learn more about you, all that fun stuff. Yeah. So the easiest way, without a long dot uh, com, <laughs> is I am on Instagram and Facebook at Brit B R I T T E, like Edward. So Brit E dot the Mama Coach. Okay. Um, if you go there, I don't have a ton of social media posts and reels and all that kind of stuff. It's it's not my thing. Social media is a yeah. necessary evil to me. And I, and I want to like get myself out in the community. I want to provide education. Um, but you're not going to find a ton of overwhelming uh, posts and things like that. But I do have a link in bio that connects you to my blog, my website, my courses. So I have a lot of courses that I do both in person at different uh, places throughout Atlanta, as well as virtually. So a starting solids workshop, for instance, a CPR workshops, mm-hmm. um, 
prenatal breastfeeding, all of these type of things I offer in a multitude of ways. And so you can all get it linked through my bio there. Okay. Um, if you also just search Brittany Edwards, the mama coach, I'm redoing my website right now. So big things to come. I'm excited nice. about it. Um, and then you can also reach out to me at Brittany.edwards at the mama mm-hmm. um, I'm happy to answer things. You know, there's packages, there's all these different things on the website, but uh, my big thing is let's come up with a custom package. That's the beauty of me doing this and being my own entity is that I can do what I want. And if mm-hmm. price and access and that is an issue, um, I want to talk about it. I want you yeah. to still reach out to me because although I have to make a living and although I would like for this to be prosperous and, you know, do all of that, I'm here because I want to get this information out there and support people. Mm-hmm. It's a, shorter term slash longer term goal, but I would love to be able to learn how to do grants and funding and, you know, um, even go on the legislative efforts to really promote how we can get some of these services like pelvic health, like lactation, you know, all of these things for our family. And so some of our underserved populations, I would love to be able to do that. But right now I got to kind of just crawl before I walk, if you will. So yeah. email me reach out my numbers all on the website i would i would love to hear from you and set something up awesome well brit thank do you go by brit Brittany, Brittany, brit i go by both okay (laughs) uh britney uh thank you so much man this has been super helpful i think that um you know it's it's like we were kind of talking about before on the show like anybody that wants to help anybody is is empowered to do that that's amazing but there's a a clear difference when you get the opportunity to work with somebody that has like a, a level of expertise that only comes with years of experience and exposure to different situations and um, exposure to, to like in-depth um, in-depth exp- and prolonged exposure to different types of information. Um, you only get that by being in it for a, for a while. And so um, it's, it's clear that you'd be an incredible resource for anybody that's struggling with um, or who would like some assistance in any, like if, regardless if that's sleeping or maybe some potty training or especially eating since that's your bread and butter, right? Like, <laughs> Um, those things are, um, uh, I, I can't wait for our, our audience to have that, uh, know about you as a resource. And I hope that, um, anybody that's struggling with that feels, uh, does take you up on reaching out to you. Cause it's um, clear that you'd be able to help. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, Britt, uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you so much for getting thank on you. this podcast and, uh, I look forward to working with you in the future. Awesome. Sounds great. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. If you want to find out more about our guests or about Athletes Potential and how we can help you continue to be active and pain-free in life, head over to athletespotential.com to learn more.